It's here, the first Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip t-shirt, featuring front art by Dapper Dan Shonen. Wear your support for the podcast with pride. Proceeds from sales will go to keeping the lights on and not to putting beer in our stomachs. Men's and women's styles are available. Visit GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to buy yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the crossover for the week of March 5th, 2018. This week on the show, we are in a Ghostbusters world. Yes, that's right. We're going to be talking about the mobile game that was a surprise announced last Friday. We're going to dissect the press release, all of the information that we have about the uh, game as of now. We'll also speculate on things that we might be seeing in it. We also have a little bit of news uh, down the pipe, but it's, it's mainly a Ghostbusters world this week. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! I have four cassettes. I have two... Sorry, two Ghostbusters soundtrack, two Ghostbusters 2 soundtracks, and one copy of Ray Parker Jr.'s Chartbusters. But that didn't stop me from using it as a weak-ass excuse. I ignored that part of my brain. I was like, shut up, we're going to Value Village, man. <laughs> so, um, And it turns out, I went to the one closer to downtown. Um, it, yeah, if you want a good selection of cassettes, stay away from... Figure out where the younger populations are, and then stay away from there. Cause right. Oh, well picked over or nothing handed in sort of thing whereas out here in the boonies there's a, a sizable one that I went to and, uh, so I went in and again there's there was lots of interesting stuff but again nothing that I was like I'm pretty sure either I will this is of no interest to me or I can get it on but they one that jumped out was a Hallmark The Sounds of Halloween oh those were awesome yeah Hall- Hallmark presents The Sounds of Halloween one of the ones with a- the Ghostbusters cover on it it sure does, oh, but it's a, that's exactly it. It's a cover. Yes. Um, they did not want to pay for the uh, <laughs> the performance and artist uh, rights, uh, uh, and they just no. went out and recorded their own version. Uh, it has um, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sung by a girl, no less, because hey, it's hard to find somebody that can sing like Michael. So I think it's got like the Monster Mash on it. Sure does. I think I had uh, that one. I'm pretty sure I had that one. It has it has this creepy looking guy done up as a vampire on the front. Yes, yes, I have. Exactly, I had that one. Exactly yeah. that one. For the longest time, I didn't have the actual Ghostbusters soundtrack. I just had that, and so that was yeah. my Ghostbusters thing. And it was <laughs> a f- fair. No, it wasn't a great comparison. It's it's such a weird version. It's very mm. synthesized, and I don't know. Yeah, because they again. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. They didn't want to pay for much, so it's you know somebody uh, sequenced it into a uh, into their Korg or something like that, and then ran some vocals over it, and done, cheap and easy. So oh, to yeah, it all kind of converged together. It was something I had purchased uh, or meant to purchase a while ago for my own purposes, and then I watched a documentary on iTunes called Cassette. Which is a very maudlin look at um, at the you know where the cassette tape industry is right now. Yeah, because I thought it'd be a bit more 
we're the plucky kid brother of the vinyl resurgence. And it turns out more, it's like, no, we're the sad, still going to die any minute now, <laughs> Make-A-Wish Foundation kid brother of... Yeah, of, yeah. of <laughs> it was... It was uh, one half was talking to the guy that, that was on the team that uh, developed the cassette. And that was amazing because he's incredibly old and does not give a crap about the cassette at all. Like, they had to drag any sort of pride out of him about it. Like, he was kind of pleased that it, it made a big impact on, you know, the, the music industry and stuff like that. But on the other hand, he's, he's, like, he's an industrial designer, right? So, like, they were like, you know, are you, are you proud? And he's like, oh, sure, I guess so. He's like, do you have any fondness for it? And basically explained much to the chagrin of these guys who I could tell were like, you know, 20-something filmmakers that were so in love with this topic. And he's like, no, no, I mean, you know, once it was done, we were just looking for the next thing. <laughs> like, and it's true. He went on to work on the CD, right? Like, he was, he just didn't give a crap. So, anyways, there was that. They had, and then they talked to some kids uh, that kind of, uh, you know, grassroots hijacked, uh, record shop day to have their own little, uh, you know, uh, tape, uh, tape cassette day or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the only bits that were really, really interesting was a, uh, they were talking to a guy who owned a plant somewheres in like Missouri or Illinois. I can't remember. Not that the two states are interchangeable. I just literally cannot remember exactly where it was. But, um, you know, the guy was, you know, kind of jovial and pragmatic about it going, yeah, this could all end tomorrow. But, you know, as it stands today, they produce 10 million cassettes a year. Jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, he said, admittedly, the bulk of that is uh, evangelical preachers because I guess, you know, an aging... Yeah. Audience for evangelical preachers still, right. uh, you know, still, still tape, still tape based, but a lot, you know, rise like they were talking about punk bands. They they interviewed Henry Rollins and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they, that makes uh, sense. Talked a little bit about how these guys hold on to their old cassettes, like how important they are. So that's, that's that stuff was kind of cool. Um, and then overlapped with uh, what's his name, Bobito from. I don't know if I've rambled on about that stretch in Bobito uh, documentary at all to you uh, yes I think I, I may have yeah. Vaguely, he showed yeah. up a, he showed up a little bit and he was interesting because his documentary about him and his buddy's radio show hip hop radio show that was super influential in the 90s there was this undercurrent of how important the cassette was to that for the tape like, trading of their shows or exactly. something exactly yeah. like they were like literally people would tape it all like they did it early Thursday morning like and then by the time so Thursday morning, it was over at five that they'd have a copy of that tape. They dub it, they'd throw it in a, you know, an envelope and mail it to their friends out on the East coast who would be listening to it by Saturday. Like, you know, in this, in this pre easy to throw music files around right. yeah. part of the internet and all that internet didn't really pay a hand. It still was about these people throwing cassettes around. up to and including, they said they recorded 85% of their shows they figured so half the sh the half this thing they were sitting down with people and getting them to listen to episodes on cassette. 
And then every once in a while they'd be interviewing wow. somebody and they'd talk about, yeah, it was great that you were on, but you know, we didn't get a copy of it. And the guy would smile and reach into his, his, inside his jacket <laughs> and he'd pull out a cassette and they'd be like, oh, can we get a copy of that? So I was already starting to get really kind of nostalgic about cassettes, which is ridiculous because huh. they're still not, not all that really, but. Well, yeah, they're not. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, we were having a conversation the other day, like the resurgence of vinyl, there's no other format that really could come back like that. Like nobody's going to go back to no. VHS tapes. Nobody's going to go back to eight tracks. Nobody's going to no. like, Oh, the fidelity of VHS is so well. <laughs> actually, Paul on spook central made an argument that he thinks that's the best transfer of ghostbusters, but that's a different story altogether. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, cassette tape. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 there, it does, it has a certain nostalgia, like you said, with the tape trading and I have a bunch of like Dr. Demento tapes and things that I pulled off the radio that, you know, yeah. don't exist anywhere else. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that I but would then, necessarily like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get that on cassette. Why, yeah. Why? I, <laughs> I mean, once you, you capture a good digital copy, what does it matter anymore? Right? Like, right. Um, yeah. I made uh, a friend of mine, he went the other way. He went to like uh, post-secondary in Japan um, and, and while he was doing that, I would, he was there for like a couple, year and a half, yeah. almost two years. Like, so we'd keep in touch, but again, kind of pre-internet, we weren't chatting online or anything like that, but I'd send him, I'd send him like, you know, uh, uh, tapes. I'd put together mixtapes to send for him. And for my birthday, this is over a decade plus now or something like that, he, he, he ripped them and sent them back to me. Oh, that's, so that's I have, cool. I have the copies of these, these odd little, you know whatever it is, 19 to 21-year-old <laughs> Here's Chris's, what the music uh, was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was full-on uh, Mixmaster Mike. That's how Mixmaster Mike, uh, with the, the Beastie Boys, that's how he got his name was. He was, you know, some, you know, 14-year-old kid trying to get the, you know, and play record, like just try to get the perfect <laughs> spot on things to cut and edit things together. And I was like, oh, well, that's exactly what I was doing. Like, that's... Getting, getting and then, those edit points in there and yeah, trying. Yeah, exactly. Trying so it wasn't so just it wasn't just a it wasn't just a playlist mixtape. It was I was actually trying to actually it's remarkably similar to the stuff I do now. <laughs> like yeah. these little uh just without little, the little uh, yip at the end of where yeah, the, exactly. the record gets off. Um and then just to kind of cap it all off, and this is why I convinced myself I had to go to Value Village was I was listening to uh Dumb People Town podcast and Brian Posehn was on and he they were talking to him that he's on this kick now to find all the metal cassettes that he had when he was uh, a kid. For, and I was kind of like, yeah, again, part of me is like, why? What are you, <laughs> like literally, what are you looking for? What could you possibly uh, want that you can't find someplace else right now? But anyways, yeah, that, but was, that was my day. It's the, the value of having, I mean, I'm sure you can pick them up for... Uh, a dollar, fifty cents, whatever. I mean, they're probably not yeah. too too expensive. And and like you say, if you go to a, a thrift shop or whatever, it's four for yeah. a dollar or something. Uh, so maybe what, it's just for the nostalgia of having. I still have a couple of cassettes just for the nostalgia of it too. Like, yeah, I the, for me the nostalgia is in the music. I don't think it's got anything to do with the copy of it. But this is why I ended up with this sounds a Halloween. That's not on iTunes. No, right? oh, like, no, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, I'll still be on the lookout for, for, uh, for unique finds here and there. We'll see. The other thing I thought I might, uh, keep an eye out for, and there is actually, I noticed a couple of tapes and I should have grabbed them was, um, uh, East coast, like, uh, fiddle music and all that. Ah. That's something that is not well maintained outside right. of, uh, 
the maritime, uh, the people, you know, the the, the maritime, uh, what do you want to call it, the Celtic music scene or whatever. That's not even a <laughs> fiddle music is really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not something that was digitized uh, or remastered or something for a digital no, release. Ex- or, exactly. Yeah. And, and constantly putting out new albums because it cycles, right? Like every couple of years, the groups change, right? Because there is kind of a hobbyist sort of thing to it and um, so i thought that might be that might be something to do too i don't know we'll see nice well that's cool but anyways that was my way of not talking about how tired i am <laughs> oh my god i went oh, upstairs no. like i gotta close my eyes for a second i'll i'll just lay down while you know thomas is getting his bath and then I wake up two hours later with, you know, him asleep with his foot in my face or sort of because he had <laughs> apparently crawled in to talk to daddy, but daddy was dead to the world. And then I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I did the thing I wasn't going to do. I'm sleeping uh, through the. No. Oh, no. I'm okay. The All episode's right. in 10 minutes. And yeah. then you would be the best. I'm running late. I'm like, this is good. Not a problem. I will close my eyes and continue this. <laughs> well, that's just it. I was like, good. And I closed my eyes for a second. And then I got, oh, God, he's down there. Bah. <laughs> So I hustle my eyes downstairs after you, it is like, oh, I'm seven minutes late and you're still like, oh, no. yeah, baby, just won't go down. I'll be a few. I'm like, take, yeah. take your time. While you uh, wake, wake back up. Yeah. Blah. Still uh, not awake. That's all right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll trudge through. We can get through this. Uh, let's see what, uh, cassette tapes I wanted to talk to you about. Did you see the Andrew Schaefer thing? That <laughs> really tickled me for some reason. I don't understand that. Like the glitch in the, the, the matrix that is the internet, uh, I don't understand that at all. So, I, yeah, I, if if nobody has seen it, so you know the KFC Twitter account follows eleven accounts, right? And they're all named herbs and spices. Yeah, yeah. they're all named uh, herb or herb, uh, and then all the Spice Girls, and it adds up to eleven, and then all of a sudden, Andrew Schaefer is the twelfth person that they follow, the author of Ghosts <laughs> from Our Past, who has been on this show, a very funny guy. I, the twelfth person at KFC has followed. How? What? Why? I, I'm in my brain. I'm trying to come up with any scenarios as to why that would have happened. That somebody was like, "Oh, well, no, I, none. I've got nothing. I literally can't think of any reason." <laughs> like, did Andrew um, tweet at them and then they followed him, or I don't know. It doesn't make any no, sense. No, if it's reduced to eleven. Um. Okay. There's there's accidental. Which would be somebody, because uh, he's not exactly an unknown quantity. He's written a number of uh, oh, yeah, funny, sure, uh, sure. Especially his his he wrote a he he, he wrote uh, an accidentally prescient <laughs> uh, Trump as president biography. Uh, that it was satire. Actually, that's now real life. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know, it's it's not impossible that, and I've even done this. Like I'm on my, I'm on the wrong Twitter account, and I I, I was like, that I'll retweet for proton charging, and all of a sudden my personal account is is filled up with way more Ghostbusters than it normally has. I'm like, <laughs> ah shoot, now I got to go back and uh, I forgot to switch accounts. Yeah. So it's possible somebody was just on the wrong account, depending on how they manage their stuff. Uh, although it looked pretty. Uh, uh, pretty regimented. Like I doubt so. It wasn't. It wasn't. It doesn't look like the account was designed to be uh, 
uh, immediate and topical and responsive, like, you know, the Wendy's account or something like that? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's well monitored. I mean, I, I yeah. would say the same thing with McDonald's, and they've made some faux pas as well, but... Uh, so, I, I, I mean, that's a possibility, but I don't think so. I, I have more of a conspiracy theory where I think he's... I'm wondering if he's working on something. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe. Like they're right, they're right in the middle of this weird, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, the wrestler. Um, Reba McIntyre. And then. Um, oh, yeah. Like all their different colonels. All They've their had different like colonels Norm McDonald and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I. That smells a lot like there's a good opportunity. No, seriously, and, for a Andrew's funny... Andrew's doing the multiverse of, of KFC where all possibly, the colonels like get together f- to fight Thanos or something like that. A funny a funny little, a funny little you know, book sort of thing could yeah. be there. I don't know. And he is not in any way, shape, or form uh, above being, oh, gee, what's going on? Coy about it. Sort of things like yeah, that. Yeah, Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, He's the type um, of person that would have some fun with it, too. So... Uh, but uh, but then at the same time it seems kind of I can't see the angle on him being hooked up like that, unless again it's designed to be that a time comes that a product comes out, and the account can then go oh remember that guy you were baffled slash angered by <laughs> he wrote he wrote a book he, for he us he wrote the new biography on the colonel or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah that could be that's comp- trust me that's that fits really well oh my God. he wrote a fake Ghostbusters book. Yeah, if he wrote a fake Trump book. Why not write a fake, a KFC fake book. Colonel book? Yeah, uh, uh, or, or he, I, I don't know. Or, or, or can, he's involved with their social media somehow. Maybe he's ghost writing jokes for them or something. Or uh, it, yeah, I don't know. it could be big, noticed, it could be small. Who knows? I have no idea. But uh, he officially dubbed himself the Twelfth Spice, which apparently <laughs> literally <laughs> angered some people. Uh, people were not into that. The uh, the the formula changing for KFC with, no. with a little bit of Schaefer in it. That's that, not a bad. That's not a really bad. <laughs> uh, Andrew Schaefer, uh, human MSG, <laughs> just it's makes things people. tasty. Not necessarily good for you, and people are mad at it all the time. So, well, anyway, <laughs> congratulations, Andrew, for whatever it may be. Whatever, whatever it brings you. A exactly. certain amount of perverse joy. If, yeah, if anything, of just it. being the joy of being followed by the KFC account, I guess. But, <laughs> uh, so, uh, all right. Well, so we have lots of Ghostbuster stuff. We have the most important. Yeah, finally. The news of the day, which we're going to get to. It is a, a Ghostbusters world, and we just live in it, so we will cater to that momentarily. But uh, we do want to have a little public service announcement, I think, here at the top of the show, just for all of our listening audience. And if, feel free to pass it along to uh, anybody that you may uh, be within earshot or within your franchise or within your community um if you are going to commit a crime if you are going to do something that involves i don't know robbing a place kidnapping somebody carjacking uh, whatever whatever may be the crime du jour uh please don't wear your proton pack please don't do it dressed <laughs> as a ghostbuster that's just for your good for all of our good just don't do it if you're gonna run manically <laughs> into the streets with a nine millimeter, like uh, this guy in Delaware, take the proton pack off because it's not a toy. 
for one, but also it just gives all of us a bad name. And then all of us are like, oh, do you know this guy? Well, no, I don't know this guy. I, I, maybe somebody out there knows this guy, but <sighs> just don't do it. Just stop committing <laughs> crimes dressed like Ghostbusters. It's for, it's for the betterment of all of us. All right. Now, th- that out of the way. That guy's photo has mistakes were made written all over his face. <laughs> it he, really he, does. He, he, oh, he's a human sad cat. Is uh, just so. <laughs> I feel so. I I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for us because it's again. It's like it's not a funny thing. Like when there's a car chase and there's a, a ectomobile in the shot from the helicopter. No, this is yeah. like weird Ghostbusters dude being weird. Yeah, although to be honest, in the the grand history of of bad things done uh, in proximity to a Ghostbusters costume or equipment, uh, this is well, yeah, I mean, yeah, this fairly, is more comedy than anything. Yeah, I mean, fairly, we still we we're we're not too many years removed from a, a poor guy uh, dying. Uh, you yeah. know, in a Ghostbusters, uh, not not the world's fanciest one, but you know, he was dressing up in a store bought one and 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 died on the in the, in the streets of. That's true. That's very true. And and there have been of, worse. Yeah. I mean, worse crimes have been committed uh, by people that yeah, are yeah. associated so with drunk, Ghostbusters. So, and actually, when you think about it, there's a, there's kind of there there is a comedy timing there that I applaud him for, which <laughs> is uh, gets drunk, not good. Uh, brandishes weapon publicly at people. Not good. Retreats inside his house. Police are called. They ask him to come out, and he comes out wearing his proton pack. That is comedy timing. Going down in the blaze of glory right there. Right right, right there. Um, <laughs> comedy. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I looked it up. He's he's mid-Delaware, and I don't know this. I don't know the travel distance of Delaware enough to know if he's... Uh, and they never told us what the the quality of the replica is because we of course live in an era that no well he seriously could walk it screen accurate was it? well no or or a spirit of Halloween one like yeah. you and I both know that the news would report the same thing if it was an inflatable one oh, maybe it, they would have said something else if but. Uh, if if the New York Times is reporting that this guy ran out to the cops with uh, his proton pack on but like the aside says but his end filter was upside down. <laughs> 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 Fake news. Fake Sad. News. <laughs> oh, uh, God. <laughs> so I, I don't know. There's a chance perhaps he is known to the uh, the Delaware Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, but but that's uh, eh, say la vie. It's yeah, over. exactly. He's, on, he's out on bail. He's out on um, bail. And worse, like, I, like you said, uh, I did see Batman uh, stab Chewbacca. No, I'm sorry. It was the other way around. Chewbacca stabbed Batman uh, on Hollywood Boulevard one time when I worked at Trailer Park. So that was uh, hey, a there totally you go. different story. So, uh, and, and that, and, and you know, <laughs> he was one, uh, one pop culture illiterate uh, near retirement cop away from <laughs> an injury, yeah. let's say. Oh, God, that's very true. <laughs> Um, like, so, what, what is that on his back? Is that a bomb? Yeah. Well, let's just put it this way. They're not great with things being brandished at them. No. Um, no. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> it could have gone, gone a lot Could have gone worse. So, again, just don't commit crimes wearing your proton do packs. Just don't 
do it. Don't do it. Stop wearing stop wearing the t-shirts if you could. That seems to come up more and more. Oh, God. Don't do the yeah, t-shirts. also true. Don't rob a bank wearing a <laughs> Ghostbusters sweatshirt or hoodie. <sighs> now, the, now, if you want to rob a bank wearing a, a Ben Cooper uh, Egon mask, however... <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. And in fact, I want to make a, but... I want to make a movie with that scene in it. <laughs> it's like Point Break, but you're wearing the real Ghostbusters masks. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get on. Let's get on with the news. Poor Michael. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so as promised, let's start with the big news, the worldwide, the huge, expansive, universal new I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but it's Ghostbusters World. That's what we're going to talk about. Uh, yes. Uh, right after we recorded, they announced, they quite literally announced the world. And uh, we, yes. uh, we, didn't, we didn't get that in last week's episode. I mean, last week's episode was pretty... Um, jam-packed we had as it already, was. There was no way we would break into that. No, 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 no. And and nothing really that, you know, we wanted to cut or push around. Um, and that said, uh, there's no harm in talking about it now. It's as big as news today as it was actually, you know, yeah. just under a week ago when they announced it. And actually kind of waiting out that first sort of wave of, you know, there was the, the uh, trailer dropped on Friday and it's a very sort of rudimentary, you know, uh, phones ringing and it's the people calling the Ghostbusters. And then you see, you know, the phone sort of turn into a ghost trap, which is cool. Um, and funny story, we've heard that, uh, those are Southland Ghostbuster costumes, but, uh, actors inside them. So <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess they borrowed all of the gear, uh, to shoot that commercial, but. So that's, um, uh, Sony employs, a at least one PR firm in uh, California there. That's just, uh, yeah. Like the Chrysozoic game, uh, I suspect it was, yeah, I suspect it was all, it was all handled, handled through them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so it, it was uh, that was the, the big announcement. And then we did get some more uh, information over the weekend because that was on Friday. We did get a, a press release that the folks were kind enough to send to us. They also sent us some pre-alpha gameplay, just a quick little clip of what the game is. Um, so but basically, if you haven't heard about it, which you should have, it's a alternate or not alternate augmented reality game. Uh, one of those things that you, you know, like Pokemon Go, you're uh, looking through your phone and you're capturing ghosts. Um, now I know the first gut reaction that everybody had was, wait, that already came out. That's, that's paranormal blast. That's a game that's been out for years. And I think they actually stopped supporting. Well, this is different. And maybe Chris, we can get into that in a little bit here, but, um, so it's, it's the publisher is 433 Inc. It's a Korean based company. Um, and I'm not entirely familiar with them. Are you Chris? Have you played any of their games? Like, uh, there was a couple on there. Not Monster Super League. I'd heard of Monster Super League. I've never seen it. There was another one. Uh, let's see. I've Kingdom. got uh, yeah, Lost Kingdom, Battle Lost Boom, Kingdom. Yeah. Battle of Arrow. Trick is, is um, the mobile game market is massive. Yeah, and oh, yeah. it is well segmented too. Like you can be really on top of games in North America, and Korea could be pumping out a whole bunch that we may not even necessarily. Uh, get in our stores or if we do we're not there 
we are not their uh, promotional and marketing uh, main target right. and things yeah. like that. So, but, so it's, uh, it's, I mean, they have a, a few games under their belt, which is nice, yeah. too. It's not a new company that's uh, getting off the ground with, with this uh, particular game, Ghostbusters World, which is nice. So that's that's good. Uh, and, and I think it's probably one of their first big intellectual property games, but, um, yes. sa- safe to say that they're putting a lot of resources and money probably into it. And you kind of get that immediately from the, the poster at least. And from things that we've heard, uh, in interviews that came out afterwards and, and the press release and things like that, where it's, it sounds like there's a lot of components in this game. There's a lot of ghosts. There's a lot of equipment. There's a lot of, you can, uh, customize, uh, certain things, um, it, it sounds bigger than Paranormal Blast. Is that kind of, is that your impression of it too? That that's, that's how these two differ where Paranormal Blast was like, okay, I captured the five ghosts and I downloaded the new Stay Puft thing and then I'm done. There's not yeah. much more I can do. Paranormal Blast was, uh, for whatever reasons, uh, restricted license wise. Um, Slimer was the only real known, and then Stay Puft later on. Right. The only oh, the only real known quantity. They everything else was kind of almost generic ghosts. Uh, some of them pulled from like the uh, the video game and stuff like that, like the Civil War ghosts and stuff like that. The, there wasn't a lot of uh, breadth or width to the to the 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 ghosts that were on offer there. Uh, it was using um, uh, some, I don't know, some Google Map uh, API or similar that changed after several months too. It was almost like they started using the API and then it all changed underneath them or uh, they hadn't licensed it properly and had to stop using some element of it. I, I'm not so entirely sure. So all of the sure. location stuff, because that was my impression of it too, was it wasn't location-based yeah. like this one is. Like you weren't yeah, traveling was, to a location to catch the ghost. The ghost just was always around you, basically. It had it had locations when it started and then things kind of, that all kind of mm. changed. Uh, and then a very limited monetization thing to, you know, buy some ghost bombs or, or, you know, kind of tweak your, uh, your proton pack a bit this time around seems, well, again, there's, it, there's a lot of speculation too. They did say hundreds of ghosts. Right. And as we yeah. can tell from the website, uh, art, uh, the website being the one thing they got wrong though, because within... <laughs> <laughs> 12 hours of the, the announcing the game. The site got crashed uh, pretty hard. Uh, they were not they anticipating that, that uh, demand. They, yeah. No, they had not anticipated the world would, you know, beat a, beat a path to their door that quickly. But um, uh, the website art features, and it said so in the press release, uh, it, all, everything was represented. So the poster, for example, had uh, movies, um Including Answer the Call, mm-hmm. uh, Real Ghostbusters, Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Toys. Uh, oh, you're right. And, that is. That's from the Real Ghostbusters Toys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. And they Burger. mentioned the comics, which means a lot of uh, stuff coming out of the IDW will be in there as well. So when they say hundreds and then they're showing you that they're going to dip into you know, every element of the, the, the franchise, uh, it's like, well, okay, that's going to be a lot of, 
that's way more like Pokemon Go. That, <laughs> well, and, that's yeah. Am, am I mistaken? They they mentioned like the theme park ride and stuff too. I mean, we're talking. Oh, that's right. Quite yep. literally everything. At least everything that's current. Uh, yeah, the uh, the five D ride in Germany. They mentioned that as well. Um, huh. And then uh, you mentioned the equipment stuff like that. I didn't. I, I kind of missed some of that stuff. Although that was a given too. Um, but then what was most interesting was this gonna, was going to be built on the back. And everybody everybody thought they were kind of being all kind of clever, clever backhanded by calling it Pokemon Go. And it's like, no, that's almost entirely what it is because it's, it's being built on the back of – it's the next – there was even an article that's saying, you know, is can this compete with, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon Go? And it's like – Maybe, maybe not, but it is the it is the next step along in the evolution because it's built on the same technology that Pokemon Go was built on, which in turn was built upon Google's um, early Ingress game ah. that they put together. Um, so this is sort of that next step forward because they are they're really proud. The press release calls out this AR core technology too. That yeah. it's like Google based and. They're really proud about it, showing it off at a, a, a conference in Barcelona that uh, is happening this coming weekend as we're recording this. But yeah, um, so so maybe this is kind of what that what yeah. Pokemon Go did for the last uh, engine. This is kind of doing that now for this engine. This is feels like it's going to take it a little bit further along. We don't I don't know exactly how, but uh, did you ever play Ingress at all? Uh, I don't think so. I, I mean, I played Pokemon Go, but I never played Ingress. No. Ingress was kind of step one, which was they were building, you know, the map of the world. Uh, they kind of quietly created this cultish game that was basically territorial control. There wasn't a lot of art elements put into it. It was very simplified, but it was about, you know, a very, very simple us versus them. You picked, I think you I, picked you know, a team. Yeah. And then it was, it was like capture the flag almost like you yeah. were trying to like secure a perimeter. Maybe I did play this. Yeah. And that was, and that itself was built on the back of what Google maps had to that date. But the game itself had people going out to locations and, um, you know, it was pulling photo data from from Google Maps, uh, which already had, you know, years and years of people uploading photos when they were at locations in Google Maps and stuff like that. So there's been this progression of Google's uh, AR technology. And the first step was here's Pokemon Go, which tapped into that exact same, exact same thing. Only now when you got to a location, they were plunking a little Pokemon into the, into the right. world. And it was fun, but it was slightly crude. And this is where it looks like the whole thing has taken a, a step forward is that the, the AR, the augmented, uh, elements that you look at through the, through the phone, uh, seem a lot more ambitious than just, uh, here's where the Pokemon is. So if you move your camera one way or the other, uh, it falls off the screen sort of thing. This, 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 this seems to, in what we can see thus far, anchors the elements a lot more in the, uh, what, the anchors, camera view. Like, oh, like the trap you mean is like anchored to like a point yeah. or something? Or? 
Yeah, like uh, that we saw the clip they gave us, the, and it's a pre-alpha, which means everybody was pretty impressed with the pre-alpha, even though it was pretty short. I mean, it's like that's their the proof way. of concept, basically. Yeah. It's a way to go with a pre-alpha. Just don't show a lot. Just show, show something simple. Otherwise, people will nitpick the stupidest stuff, not realizing the pre-alpha is like, you know, many, many, many months of work away from being done. Sure, and probably using um, crude models, not like the actual final models of the animation and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, but what we what, from a little we could see very paranormal blast in that you show up and then there's a ghost. Uh, it had a nice effect that th- it would distort the real world behind it, so it kind of looked. It, it was this nice touch of warping the world around. Little transparency and, so, and yeah. Yeah, and and you had the you know you could see the your hands and the 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 proton thrower. Uh, which was, again, uh, very similar to Paranormal Blast in a lot of ways. And then you throw the trap, which, again, also uh, Paranormal Blast had the trap element, but this one, it felt like it went a little bit more that, you you know, the, the looking through the phone is a lot more like looking through a mirror to an alternate universe that, and if, when the trap got thrown, it was... It looked like it was using the phone's uh, accelerometer or whatever you want to call it data, mm. a lot, a lot smarter than paranormal. And not to you know, not to blame paranormal blast. Paranormal blast was doing what it could on what third gen smartphones at the time, yeah, and, and whatever know, budget was handed help. to them too. They may not have had the amount of money that Ghostbusters World is getting. Yeah, yeah. So we we can actually see a little bit of not only is slime was you know Slimer in the example. Um, uh, anchored in the world, but the the trap got thrown out, and as the camera moved, the trap stayed locked in position as well. So it gave this impression of, even though you couldn't see it in the real world, you, you know, you had thrown a trap out, and it had a position in, you know, overlaid onto our world that uh, it's, was it's obeyed in by that the camera. Z axis. So if you turn the the camera around, you're not still seeing the trap, basically. Yeah, it's it, floating it, it in front of that, you. It, well, even more to the point too, that if you like, say, look down with the camera, you could follow the cord to the pedal. We didn't see the pedal, but oh, it, it was, yeah. it looked like the camera at the move that the trap stayed in the position, quote unquote, that it was placed in. So theoretically, then if you move the camera down, you could see right to the, the, the pedal at your feet sort of thing. So. So it's more, uh, v- it's augmented reality with a little bit of VR in there as well. Cause that, that sounds to yeah, me, I, I just had flashback nightmares of dropping the trap in the VR experience and like not being able to like, where did I drop? Okay. Where's the button to retract the, anyway. <laughs> so yeah. And then they talked about a whole bunch of other, that, that there's more features to come. And the, the thing is, this is where it'll probably surpass Paranormal Blast. Cause we just described everything that Paranormal Blast can do. Same as this one, only an earlier generation, not as flashy version of it. Whereas this time there's, they're dropping hints and I'm beginning to wonder if that means things like, um, uh, you know, working together with other people in the same location. Oh, co-op. Um, yeah. Uh, cause while Ingress didn't, Pokemon Go has an element of more than one player can be in a location dealing with a, a problem. Uh, how much, if they're going to tap into all the franchises, does that, that's, does that mean a wealth of, uh, equipment will be tapped into? That's cool. Sure. Yeah. Uh, begs the question, will they find uses for the equipment? That's not just the proton pack. Does that mean, can we get a PK meter and what does that do? 
like so in Pokemon Go, oh. you can only see ghosts within, or not ghosts, uh, Pokemon within a certain range, right? But does that mean then if we get a PK meter, that range is extended, so we can sure. Or maybe like the, that. Like the meter picks up things that you don't see on the overhead map uh, location-wise or something that you, you, you have yeah. access to ghosts that nobody else can see. Or Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, could, they, could they potentially throw in things like, um, I don't know, sample collecting, right? Like you don't necessarily <laughs> – well, no, seriously, yeah. you don't necessarily Picking run into all a the ghost. that but, you find on the floor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and even then, like after the video game, does that mean that we're now dealing with a world with whatever it is, five different types of slime oh, that have God, different effects yes. and stuff like that? Like, so you're collecting black slime, pink slime, green slime. Yeah. Will they, um, and if they're not, and if they're listening, do this, um, you know, is there a buildup to the, is it less about just single ghost calls, but can there be location-based stuff of trying to quote unquote, like solve a mystery, which ends in a much oh. larger bust sort of thing. So can oh. you be collecting, I don't know, diary pages or whatever? Um, God, I mean, that would be fun. Gonna, yeah. Can you, will, will there be humans? Like can, right. can you go to a location and while in the background you have, you know, can you imagine going to Columbia university and by the flagpole there's, <laughs> Like somebody that's got some information for you that's actually not real. Like that would be. Oh, that would be. Standing. I mean, yeah. If there was a story, or even just, I don't know, some sort of like puzzle f- feature to it. If it had those side quests or or something that you could be doing. Yeah, bigger things like so. Single bus ghosts for people who want to, you know, kind of casually Pokemon Go it. But then on the weekend, and like I said, especially if you can do it with your friends, man, getting together. See, because that's the that's the experience that thus far has still not been offered to gamers. Uh, the closest would be multiplayer in Ghostbusters, the video game is to be able to get together and fight as a, sure. you know, be Ghostbusters as a team. So if you can, this is the kind of thing like Ingress encouraged a lot of group stuff. Uh, the, the gameplay wasn't really designed around that. Well, the gameplay was, but it wasn't quite as interactive in the game, uh, but people would still get together and they walk around because if more than one person could take control and defend a position, it made it harder for the other side to come along and take it later. So you'd get people uh, getting together in groups and walking around and taking control of points together. Pokemon Go was a natural extension of that too because people would go to locations because, you know, oh, a particular Pokemon had been spotted in a particular location or if you got to um, a gym, people could, you know, line up to fight and defend, like try and take over. They'd gang up on a gym to try and take it over sort of thing. Right, yeah. You showed up, your Pokemon might not be enough to take over the person who had quote unquote taken control of it before. So people would get together, walk around, taking over gyms. So this seems like a nice logical extension. People get together as a ghost busting team and are walking around clearing areas or collecting samples in an area or gathering X, Y, Z so they can finally go on a bigger bus together. Yeah, there's like a big boss, boss level or big raid yeah. or something. Cause I mean, that, that was going to be my question for you and I to talk about is do we see, cause I still drive around and I see groups of eight or 10 people in a parking lot, all on their phones, uh, staring in the same direction. You're like, what are they taking a photo? Oh, they're playing Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and 
So I wonder, do we anticipate that same experience translating over to Ghostbusters? Will we see groups of people in a parking lot busting ghosts? Uh, everybody has their phone aimed at the sky uh, and they are, you know, bringing down the state of Marshmallow Man. I, I yeah. think that would be fun. What a weird, bizarre world we would be living in if that actually happens. But uh, if it doesn't, then they've they've missed an opportunity because really oh, that's kind of. That's kind of all anybody really wants. <laughs> People want two things. They wanted more ghosts after Paranormal Blast. They want way more ghosts. And they wanted it to be like uh, a group thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like if, if if you and I could get together, we go grab a coffee and I'm like, hey, you want to you wanna bust some ghosts? All right, yeah, sure. Why not? You just yeah. go outside and you can, oh, how fun would that be? Yeah. So, and actually it's funny that you mentioned fighting Stay Puft because guess who wasn't in any of the material so far? Yeah, yeah. That's Which a given, right. though. That's got to be is a, a given. It is a given, but a given what? Right now they're yeah. selling us on individual ghosts in the art from the the, the you know franchise-wide. Uh, keeping a Stay Puft out of, out of circulation does kind of suggest then that, I mean, yeah, it's a given, but a given how? Is it is it this a special event thing? That's something Ingress did is they would, or the the company would organize special weekends where oh. there'd be uh, particular goals or, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if it was achievements or what, but I know it would amount in hundreds of people gathering together. It was, it was like the meetup of, of Ingress. It was an excuse to get together and meet other players, but it was also once you're together with other players trying to accomplish this you know, special goals for the weekend. And again, that's the other thing that's missing in a lot of this AR stuff is reactive, uh, episodic content. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a stay puff would be, you know, be amazing one or, um, I mean, up to and including like, uh, man, I could, the, I mean, the potential's there and I mean, it's pie in the sky, but not impossible pie in the sky technologically. It imagine if they announced like, Game's coming out now. Imagine they announced that on June 8th, 2019, if you're at 55 Central Park West, <laughs> there's a Zool battle. Everybody uh. get there. So admittedly, yes, everybody in the New York area, but hell, that happened. That's like complaining that, dang it, I live in Nebraska. It's not fair that the Ghostbusters <laughs> Fire Hall is not next door to me. It's like, I'm sorry. It's in uh, New York, and that's where they are. It's geography. I'm sorry. But at the same time... I would imagine, you know, there is that there is that gradient. Oh God, that would be there cool. There is there is that drop off graph of people that would come in from the surrounding states. Yes, people that absolutely. would fly in from someplace else. Like a if you everybody were the, on the East Coast would drive in for that. Uh, it yeah. would drive all of the poor residents at fifty five Central Park <laughs> absolutely totally mad. batty, but um, but as uh, PR events go, yeah, uh, and and I'm hoping like now that you mentioned that, I'm really excited about that. Like if they had these cross rip events, basically where uh, you know ah, trademark, ah, they, have yes. to, they have to fly us there now. Oh, keep going. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's almost like in the um, in uh, the David Crane uh, Commodore game when the PKE level would get too high and the Stay Puft Marshmallow Stay Puff Marshmallow Man would start appearing in places like. Maybe you are watching a PKE level, and uh, yeah. once it gets to a certain point, you know that something big is about to happen uh, nearby. So that you would could, be cool. You could even 
Pokemon Go, for example, had continental territories that had special one-off Pokemon that you could only get there. So you had to travel to those locations. If you wanted them, you had to. But most yeah. people didn't get too grumpy about it because they had their own. They didn't get grumpy about the people in Japan having a special Pokemon that they couldn't necessarily get because they had their own, you know, in North America or whatever, that Japanese people couldn't get right. sort of things. You could affect the same thing by having a special Ghostbusters Day. If you're in New York, you fight Zool while at the same time under the, the I don't know, the the, the rationalization would be that, say, the painting had been sent to a museum in L.A. So if you travel to uh, – if you were in the L.A. area, you could go f- have a, a, Vigo, uh, a Vigo fight at the same time. So all of a sudden, people who are on the West Coast going, well, it's not fair. It's all over on the East Coast. Well, they have their own thing they can go do. And, I mean, if you think about that, then you can kind of open it up. Here's, yeah. you know, here's, the, here's the one in London and here's the one in Japan and – if you yes. go onto the Sony lot and you go on the Sony tour, there is a special one that's right at the Ghost Core door that you have to get. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. All the way up and into including that, while it may not be a Zool or a Vigo, you can do special time limited. Because, I mean, both the, the Vigo and the, the Zool uh, outbreaks in the movies had this bust out of ghosts from all over. Yeah. So that's your rationale for, you know, t- you know, maybe you're in Canada and you can't get to LA or uh, New York, but guess what? Every major town, you know, or, or, you know, every time zone in Canada has its own special breakout ghost or something like that, or Canada, oh, why it has its one special. I mean, you could crack that door open to whatever's indigenous to the mythology of the area. And, oh, you know, that's. Yeah. You get the Jersey dozen. devil in Jersey. You go, uh, oh, that would be so. Ah, Jersey can go, go screw because they already, <laughs> they're, they're driving distance to, to, to Zool. But, uh, you know, uh, Canada could deal with a Wendigo or, yeah. um, a, you know, um, a, gosh, does London have enough history to account for uh, one or, a one ghost? or two things? What would you uh, find in the Tower of London? Everything. Or uh, imagine just an infestation outbreak, like just, um, uh, I don't know, ghostly, uh, you know, armored knights and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I was seriously, doing chupacabras. Uh, go down to Tijuana yeah. and get the. Yeah. Uh, God, so. that would be fun. All right. Well, so uh, the possibilities do seem uh, pretty exciting here. We don't know much about it, and I think so. That Mobile World uh, Congress is happening in Barcelona, Spain, this weekend. As we record this past weekend, as you listen to this, so um, I'm sure. We we have heard murmurings that the Ghostbusters game is going to be a point of discussion. I don't know how big or how small yet, but uh, what I'll do for you, the listening audience, is we're going to insert a, an edit point right here. And if something happens over the weekend and there's audio or or something that we can actually put in the podcast, you're going to hear it now. Otherwise, you're going to hear the Ghostbusters theme song from the Hit House players on the, uh, uh, the Hallmark uh, Sounds of Halloween <laughs> that Chris was talking about right here. Looking to emulate the success of games like Pokemon Go, gamers strap on a virtual proton pack to catch ghosts that appear to be floating in the real world. It was demoed at Google's AR Core stall at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. The tech giant says it has big plans for augmented reality. Excellent. There you go. Who knows? Who knows what's going to go in there? 
it's, it's a crapshoot at this point. But uh, yeah, we will, when we do have more information, we're trying to get a couple of people from the game to uh, come on the show and, uh, and explain a little bit more when they have, uh, when they, when they're ready, I think they may not be ready to uh, give no. us all the details quite yet too. So uh, this we'll, was, this was all anticipation of piggybacking on the, uh, the conference and, Barcelona. Yeah, but, the uh, conference and and the unveiling of this new uh, Google AR core stuff. So uh, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll come back to this when we have more information. Uh, so even if we don't time. have more, sorry, even if we don't have more information, you and I can come back and speculate more <laughs> once we find out more about what exactly this AR core offers. Yes, <laughs> what absolutely. does this technology do? And then you and I can speculate even more. Figure it out from there. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we'll come back to uh, ghostbusters world where again, we live in ghostbusters world. So of course we'll come back to it. Uh, let's talk about the ghostbusters annual from IDW, uh, which was supposed to come out last week, uh, due to circumstances beyond, uh, everybody's control. It is now coming out this week as you listen to it. So, uh, in case you went to your local comic shop and they didn't have it, uh, or if you tried to purchase it online, that's why. So uh, look for that uh, on Wednesday of this week. Um, but I wanted to talk about the trading cards, Chris. Have you been seeing those Thursday posts that Tom Waltz has been doing with the, uh, the he calls them the interactive, they're not really interactive, they're just digital uh, <laughs> trading cards. Uh and and they're they're really fun, you know. It's it's cool. You get the front and the back of the trading card uh, as an image. But uh, yeah. what I wanted to talk about uh, was, and and aside from Holtzman being a DDS, meaning that she will operate on uh, oral surgeries and and clean your teeth, uh, the characters all have dimension of origin listings. Did you see that? So like Holtzman yeah. is ADC. Real Ghostbusters went in the 68R. Ron Alexander is in the prime dimension. Uh, is Are Eric and, and the crew trying to sort out now all of the multiverses here and, and define them and give them numbers? And Do we have Earth 616 on our hands, I guess is what I'm asking you here, Chris? <laughs> yeah, the question is, is if, if this is just a joke nod, because, I mean, we know they're all from different universes. So I'm trying to, and the sampling's too low. This is the problem. I'm looking at the the few that they've shown us. I can so far see no rhyme or reason as to what this, uh, what these designations are supposed to mean and all that. Add to the fact that they, they refer to the IDW uh, universe as the prime universe, which right. yeah. franchise-wise doesn't make a lot of sense. I think a lot of people, some people might get a little, a little choked <laughs> at that. Triggered. But, from an IDW perspective, it makes absolute sense because the the visiting other Ghostbusters and other universes started from their Ghostbusters universe. So, um, and to that end, there isn't really a movie universe the way we understand it. Like it actually, it's this is something you and I have never talked about. It is a little strange that there is an answer to the call universe. Uh, in parallel with the comic universe, but not the movie one, which we right. understand as being a rights and likeness issue, right? Like, yeah, and we kind of saw that a little in the Ninja Turtles comic. We kind of saw the kind of the movie versions. Kind, of. I wouldn't. Yeah, they're caricatures of, I guess. But again, all that stuff was just nods by the you know the the clever tongue-in-cheek that Berdan Shoning and Eric Burnham just because really that's what 
if they ever complain that it's, you know, it's a hard slog to make these comic books, they only have themselves to blame because it's, <laughs> it, it takes, you know, for every hour it takes them to, to work on the, the comic story, they put at least three into little inside jokes and stuff oh, like sure. that. So really it's their own fault. Well, and they've, but, they, uh, <laughs> they've sort of painted themselves into a corner here too, because we have talked about why the extreme Ghostbusters are in a different universe than the real Ghostbusters. What shouldn't yeah. they technically be in that same plane even though the art styles are different and obviously the cartoons were different, why are they in two uh, separate universes? Because they should be uh, in the same one. Yeah, but will so. the trading cards remedy that? Like, will will Extreme Ghostbusters Kylie be in 68R the same dimension as Winston? I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a head-scratcher. So, but hey. But it is cool to have. Yeah, I love well, yeah. a mystery. So, <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I'm. I'm not. No, I'm not complaining. Stop I'm complaining. Just, Knock well, it off, you. 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 I'm not complaining. I'm. I'm just. I. I'm. It's more work <laughs> for Eric and Tom and Dan and everybody trying to sort this out. I guess is what I'm saying because they're the ones that now have to map out this multiverse and get it all sorted, which I'm sure they've done. I'm sure Eric yeah. has sort of a rough. You know, uh, one of those dry erase boards that's got a whole bunch of like circles with lines on it, uh, pointing from dimension to dimension. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, uh, neither DC nor Marvel uh, has their cinematic universes included in their. Uh... Oh, that's not true. Actually, Marvel may. Now Marvel that I think does, about it. but it's weird, no, not like Marvel. Marvel. Not even Marvel. Now I think about it, I, I meant to say DC because in DCs, when the 52 map came out, who was it? Grant Morrison or? Yeah, oh yeah, Grant Morrison other? tried. Yeah, that multiverse, multiversity, they, I believe. They actually included a known cinematic universe and another universe that encompassed the linked TV uh, heroes as well. Ugh, let's just be honest. Multiverses are a pain in the ass. They're they're kind of nice in some ways and a pain in the ass yeah. in the others. Just don't try to define it. Just be like, oh, it's a different universe. Yeah, Moving on. It's all done now. And it's like, great. <laughs> Grant is somewhere, you know, probably suffering from cirrhosis of the liver from trying to <laughs> trying to put all that together and 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 basically crying himself to sleep every night when somebody goes, hey, Black Lightning's on Netflix. Where's it fit in? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where it fits. All Leave the questions alone. he probably has to field at Comic Cons now with like, <laughs> um, why did you put Green Arrow Prime in the? No, what? <sighs> I thought it was helping. I don't want to help anymore. Leave me alone. And Grant Morrison's brain's already kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a little, it's a little out there. But so, uh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I'm hoping as we get more, perhaps a pattern to these designations will present itself. But eh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully more will come in the Ghostbusters annual, and of course, crossing over. I'm sure this is all in preparation for that uh, as it as it stands. So, uh, Ghostbusters it, uh, annual. This. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, Winston was 80-something? He was uh, 68R. 68R. Holtzman was 80C. Yeah. Like, is that... 80 call, 68 real? I don't know what the I numbers don't... would... There's well, for example, I, th- I thought it might be years. So when was McKinnon born? Or or more to the point, do we know how old Holtzman was supposed to be? Oh. Because being born in 1980 is not necessarily impossible. Does that mean then by their, because that makes a certain amount of sense too, because then Winston being in 68 would be 52? What is that? That's five years. 
No, that's 50, like, or 49 or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's not an impossible age. That's somewhere between movie age and comic age, I guess. Because remember, the comics are supposed to, the video game is supposed to fit in there too, isn't it? So. Yeah, and that was 89, right? No, no, that was 91. It's supposed to be 91, meaning so 68, 78, 88. So what is that? What did I just say? 30? Is that 30 Yeah, that would be 30. Yeah. 30 some. I thought it was 32, 33. Uh, that makes sense. So yeah. If you follow that along, so 38 in the, um, yeah, because that also makes them, uh, oh God, do the math here. 68, 78, 88. That uh, doesn't quite fit the movies right, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It slides them along because it makes the video because in the video game their age is much more akin to what their age was in the first movie, which is again in their like mid thirties. So it's possible that these numbers are a year designation, and it's just sliding along the, um, you know, sort of like Iron Man started in Vietnam, and now it's you know his his origin is based in in Iraq, right, um, or Afghanistan. So it could be that sort of thing where they're they have to slide everything along because, of course, their star- stories are not involved, you know, involving sixty-five-year-old men. Um, they kind of blast off from the video game in their third. Yeah, okay, that's my money for now because a Holtzman born in eighty and a Winston born in sixty-eight does fit. That would so make far. sense. So it's based upon their their birth dates, then. Yeah. Which, which funny enough, so I was like, oh, I'm going to look up how Ernie, how old Ernie, uh, uh, God, I can't Ernie. talk. How old <laughs> Ernie Hudson is. It's late, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, did you know that Ernie Hudson is 72 years old? I know. 72 years old? I know. I will never look that good at 72. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought 60-something <laughs> at most. But no. Way to go, no. Ernie. Uh, so, yeah, definitely not Ernie Hudson's birthday. He was actually born in 1945. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're... You're uh, you might be spot on there. Why don't we'll have to ask Eric? Maybe Eric can explain it to us, or maybe Eric doesn't want to explain it to us because he'll be like, "I just arbitrarily chose numbers, guys. Leave me alone." Yeah. Well, he'll, then we'll follow up. It's the Grant with... Morrison thing. He'll be like, ah, 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 "Leave me alone." Why is Andrew Schaefer the twelfth spice <laughs> then? <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. We. More data. We need more data. Yeah, need more data. So, uh, yes, pick up the annual this week. Uh, crossing over, coming soon. Uh, also, the TMNT Ghostbusters sequel, that trade paperback just came out, so pick that up. Uh, lots lots, and lots of cool stuff from IDW. Also, make sure that you follow Tom Waltz so that you can see these trading cards coming out every Thursday. Um, all right, two quick news items here. Uh, Kristen Wiig apparently being uh, courted to be in Wonder Woman 2. Very cool. Uh, Chris Hemsworth apparently also being courted to be uh, a member of the Men in Black, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, which I'd have to say I'm excited about. I, I wish that it was a continuation of Ghostbusters, obviously, because I love Chris Hemsworth and I want to see more Ghostbusters. But I think if you're going to do Men in Black, Chris Hemsworth, probably a good way to go. And it's uh, speaking of Iron Man, it's uh, Markham and Holloway, the same two writers that did uh, that original Iron Man movie. So there you go. Uh, come on, Sony, do the same thing with Ghostbusters that you're doing for Men in Black, please. 
We Don't beg of you. Don't pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Me And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. All right, Chris, I think we successfully kept this episode under uh, two hours. Uh, last oh. week, last week it was uh, was pushing it, but this week we did it. I think we did okay. Hooray! Yay, we're back to an hour. <laughs> uh, but uh, do, you, do you have any final thoughts? You, you and I, we've got uh, some, some fun episodes coming up here because we're going to bank a few, not to tip too much of our cards to everybody, but uh, we're both going to take a couple vacations here. But... We're going to do a greatest hits clip show like the Golden Girls and all of the best sitcoms of the 80s. <laughs> and I'm really excited about that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. But uh, yeah, do you have any final thoughts for this one? Yeah. If we have all these action figures and we have scanner technology. Well, not even the scanner technology. Can somebody... This is me... Coming in high. I'm not even talking to the, you or the audience. I'm just. I was thinking back to the Ben Cooper uh, robbery thing. I was like, is it possible that we could? I mean, the steps are there. We theoretically could take even the original RGB action figures, take the faces, turn it into a 3D model, maybe print out a shell, and then vacuum mold. Like we could make <laughs> more than just. Oh man! It'd be, it'd be fun to make our own custom Halloween like giant life-size uh, cheapo Halloween masks. Yeah, oh, or man. or if you can if you can do the thing like once you have the the size right, you could make a mold for making you know rubber you know uh, silicone rubber masks, not just the plastic vacuum form ones. It's not really a good final thought. It's just something that's been kind of <laughs> ticking away in the back of my head, like. Because we're we're 3D printers is one thing. Cosplayer universe has made it blatantly apparent that it's it's very accessible to make all sorts of uh, things now. The only thing that's missing, and it's not that far off, is the ability to get a 3D scan of something that you can then play around with. And we're already at the point where you know it's. It's not cheap, but it's not wildly expensive either to get yourself a, a little desktop scanner for scanning small items. So you could theoretically, like, scan a, an RGB toy head. Yeah. And then attempt to... Or not even a rubber... Oh, God, that'd be amazing for cosplay. To make yourself the real Ghostbusters uniform, but then have the toy rubber masks to go on top of them. Oh, like, man, you could actually go around. Actually, that's the one step further is what you do is in the uniforms, you actually, uh, you know, uh, uh, fabric paint or stitch in the, the joints 
<laughs> to the knees and the and all. The, actually, I guess it wasn't the it wasn't the knees. They didn't articulate that way, but the shoulders say, and the four points of articulation, and, and that was it, man. That was oh, five, I guess the, I guess the, the neck heads moved. rotated. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But still, uh, as you were saying that, I want you to know. Maybe it's my sleep deprivation here, but. Uh, I was picturing people running around playing Ghostbusters World in these, like, bizarre, real Ghostbusters masks. And then I took that one step further, and I pictured the dude in Delaware coming out of his house with his proton pack and his, like, bizarre, real Ghostbusters mask on. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and I see, now, you know, I want to do, I want to do, uh, what was the, uh, Val Kilmer, Robert De Niro, uh... From Heat? Heat, thank you. I yeah. wanted to say heist, but that's the yeah. the Gene Hackman uh, film. But yeah, do a do a heat. They're supposed to. They're talking about a heat sequel. There you go, filmmakers uh, who are making the heat sequel. If you, <laughs> they need real Ghostbusters rubber masks. Yeah. Don't ask why. Just do it. Just um, do it. Although I, you've now finally. Thank you. The my sleep deprivation is in, is is battling your sleep deprivation for the. <laughs> Most, I will fight no, you. Mo, most deprived uh, 2018, but uh, going back to Pokemon Go, um, this is a great day for fans because when everybody saw Paranormal Blast, or uh, when Par- uh, Pokemon Go rather came out, everybody went, uh, oh, this would be amazing with Ghostbusters. And and I think I, at the time I did a lot of responding going, yeah, it, it's, it's a no-brainer. It just requires somebody to decide to invest the money and they have so everybody yeah. everybody be quiet you got what you wanted but um, yeah if you're gonna wander the world I mean I know some people will happily run around in their jumpsuits I also see this as a really good way to encourage people to put together those uh, those battle jackets because yeah. you're not gonna run That's around a in point. a jumpsuit making up your your group uh, battle jackets to wander the streets looking for uh, for ghosts that's my excuse. I'm going to finish my jacket. Screw you guys. Uh, yeah, I think it's all now. Now that you're saying that, I think it's all a ploy by Ghost Corps to just have people in costume in the, like all of the franchises around the world <laughs> running around in their uniforms with their phones. Uh, How do we mobilize and them? The general public is like, were those real Ghostbusters running? Or what is okay? <laughs> we we never talked about it. I forgot. I made a note that I was going to, and then we got so excited about talking about the possibilities. Is um, this? really led to a resurgence in people looking at um uh like people were modding uh cases and uh, uh to uh, kind of replicate a pke meter so you could oh. you could drop your smartphone in but you yeah. could run around holding it like it was a pke meter and then of course the people who were naturally going can i is there a way to Man, we, we got to mount this on our throwers. Like that's not that hard. You can. It's pretty easy to strap on a little a little phone hole. Get one of those little it. clips. Yeah. So really, at the end of the day, this is about to go from you know how casual do you want to play to how hardcore do you want to play. And you're right. I mean, hey, free promotion for for Sony, but <laughs> um, I I don't know. This will be an interesting an interesting uh, uh, Pokemon. I don't know. I'd argue Pokemon may have the same pop cultural visibility as Ghostbusters, while at the same time, Ghostbusters is not quite as youth based as Pokemon is. Pokemon's yeah, never stopped. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, so I don't know if it'll have the, quite the same phenomena of the press having a field day reporting, you know, people 
wandering into you know uh, uh, trespassing on property and stuff like that to, to get Pokemon and things like that. I don't I don't know if it'll have that, but I can see it having a, a, a minor uh, effect in terms of people, like you say, gathering socially. To I I, I mean a lot of when Pokemon Go came out, um, I am of the age of of people who kind of of who. <laughs> We're starting to get old, so we, we were starting to get snarky about this thing. I, I was not, though, at, because this was amazing. Name the last video game that got people, A, out of the house, and B, got them together in groups. Like, the summer it came out, Queen Elizabeth Park had a lot of um, unique Pokemon, which is this um, small, it's technically a mountain, but really it's just kind of a, a nice high hill with a botanical garden at the top and stuff like that. People were going up and picnicking. Hundreds of people gathering into the evening, playing Pokemon Go together. They would bring food and blankets, and they'd hang out and play Pokemon Go. Oh it, it's like, yeah, what game has done that? So hell, I'll, even if it doesn't cause a splash with the press, and I, I'd be very surprised. I think this is just going to be this is going to be amazing. Like I I I, I watch uh, my local uh, groups often talk about looking for excuses to get together and go do something. Well, here you and go. It's like, well, yeah. now you've, you don't even have to, you know, you don't even have to think of a movie or try to find a way to, uh, mostly they've all decided that they have no shame and they'll just show up in uniform anywhere for any excuse. <laughs> Let's just go to a bar, guys. I just need a beer. Exactly. Uh, but now, you know, now you've got this at the end of the day, depending on what they're using to drive us, because... You know, nothing in Pokemon Go kept me going too terribly long because A, I was not of the generation that went, well, I absolutely have to get them all. Collect them all. Yeah. And I was not driven towards any of these accolades of, you know, owning and defending a gym or getting the, the, you know, the rewards of winning uh, battles and all that. But I can see myself now being very driven to get all the ghosts and whatever their incentives are. Like, there's any sort of ranking or anything like that, you know, bragging rights to how long you've been going at it. Pokemon had the, the built in, how, you know, how much you've developed your Pokemon and stuff like that, which gave you some bragging rights. Um, that's depending you can on battle them. Can't you? I wonder if you can battle ghosts. Like if well, you see, have certain that's ghosts just, this you is, can fight. This is where the IP diverges. Pokemon yeah. was about finding the Pokemon, training them up and getting them to, to fight. Cause that's exactly what the IP is. Yeah. Ghostbusters. It's about, catching the ghosts and trapping them. So it's kind of like, well, what? money. Yeah. Like I said, this leads back to, I don't want to bring it full circle back. Uh, you know, we already talked about this, but this is kind of where speculation about, are there big event things or are there mysteries that you, is there a, a path upward to a, a bigger bust sort of thing kind of come in? But uh, anyway, yeah, I that's, feel like I, that, that would be the incentive to me is if I had to, it's the same reason that you grind in the big, massive multiplayer online games. Like, all right, I'll, I'll do all of these grindy things. If it lets me go and do this big raid that everybody's going to do on Saturday, uh, yeah. fine. Yeah. So maybe I'll go out and catch the ghost. So then on Saturday I can go capture a terror dog or whatever, you know, the mission may be, but we don't um, even know. Some yeah. of this stuff may also lend itself to being able to trade elements with, with other players. Right. Like, uh, cause I think you can, Pokemon Go have that where you or is it just you can buy and send people? You can people? just buy stuff. That's how they monetize yeah. it, right? Like you can buy all the little Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, but you can kind of build in the monetization aspect here too, but it'd be fun if it'd be fun if there was uh, not very overt 
quote unquote classes, but you know, kind of we have, you know, the occulty rays, we have the academic physicist, uh, Egon says so, so if there were, if there were ways to kind of bring character traits into it, that, that encourage different types of gameplay, not just, we all blast at a thing. I mean, obviously they can all blast at a thing, but you know, if Egon in a PKA meter was more effective at tracking, uh, or Ray, uh, with his occult knowledge was better at, you know, uh, gathering and cataloging or something like that, which you could then in turn feed off to your group. Right. So maybe you don't have the time to commit to running around catching ghosts all the time, but maybe you're really good at picking up samples and that in turn allows you to power up your teammates when they go off to fight or something like that. Yeah, everybody has their role. You're a healer. You're a, yeah. Super speculative. But I think that's the one, one natural step further to encouraging people to play as teams and stuff like that is, you know, I can't do anything. I work weekends or I work nights or whatever, but yeah, don't uh, worry. We got you. And you, when you come on Saturday, we'll have everything ready for you. Yeah. yeah. Or, or conversely, I have time, you know, but you guys aren't free, but Hey, I'll do my best to gather up some stuff. So you guys are better ready for X, Y, Z. I don't know. It's, I would be horribly disappointed if this comes out and there isn't some way for people to form it. Because this is the thing, Pokemon Go did not have, Pokemon Go was about individuals. You could you could pick a, a color side and all that, but you didn't link up very well. Yeah. Um, it didn't really in Ingress either, but Ingress, it wasn't so much about the individual. It was more about the color of the team what, that you were on. It was, it was... It was more about protecting the standard, uh, being a, you know a bearer of your flag, than about being a particular individual. Whereas Pokemon is like being the best, you know, trainer, their Pokemon trainer sort of thing. Even though you were on the same side as some of your friends or things like that. This, if there's not some way, because again, this is the other thing that Ghostbusters does not lend itself to. My final thoughts is just that we're we're picking up the Pokemon or the the Ghostbusters world <laughs> conversation again. We're a little excited. You can tell, right? You like, can tell. Yeah. Um, everybody's excited. I put that pre-alpha clip up. I think that may possibly be the most viewed and shared thing I've ever put up. Oh my God! You're kidding? The, no, it's at fifty-five thousand views. Wow. Since it, it dropped like less than a week ago, it got shared like over 1300 times. Um, and the funny part is not a lot of commenting. I mean, there was hundreds, but I've had other threads where it was hundreds and hundreds. This, this, it's interesting that people are just excited about it. There's no conversation to be had. Everybody's just, it's less about putting a comment going, you know, what's this mean? What's that mean? What? The comments were mostly, almost entirely people uh, attentioning to other friends. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you got to get can, this. Yeah. You can theoretically share to other people's timelines, but instead they were just putting in the comment, you know, attention yeah, tagging to whomever. Their friend. Come, tagging yeah. them, that's Thank you. That's what I was looking for. Come yeah. come have a look at this thing. So, so that's in that's tens of thousands in a week my god and that's just that's just off of mine uh ghostbusters world then posted that clip themselves uh other press sites put it up so but um what were we talking about before this came oh ghostbusters does not uh lend itself to this idea of sides do you know what i mean yeah but it does like teams teams and clans and like putting together a team of it does it does people it does teams. Uh, it does, yeah. Ingress was, 
it'll be interesting to see how they do this. It's a, it's a, it's a slight tweak on the concept so far. Ingress and Pokemon Go was about fighting for a side, whereas Ghostbusters wants more. It wants even more team-based stuff, uh, but not sides. There is only one side. It's it's actually it's in the name Ghostbusters World. It's not <laughs> yeah. some Ghostbusters red and some Ghostbusters New blue. Or, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting to see how they kind of to to tweak that out to let people indulge in the franchise fantasy a little bit more because yeah. that's. That's it, that's something few and far between. It's something that so far only fans have managed to create for themselves in the real world, and everything else didn't really encourage it. It didn't have. They didn't either. You know, there there was no facility to encourage it, or um, or there wasn't the resources to facilitate it. Like the video game would have been a good place for it, but that was again harder to put together. Um, that would have been more time and money that just wasn't there to invest in the that game right. to say put in clans for multiplayer or something like that. Um, so yeah, this, that's my final thought. We're really excited. We don't even know when it's out. <laughs> we don't, we don't we know do, anything about it except for we what don't we've know seen. Gonna, what you've seen? Exactly. Uh, it's Ghostbusters. It's it's Ghostbusters Pokemon Go. Done. Yeah. Everybody's excited. And, <laughs> We're and ready. Don't dismiss it. I think it. I mean, people are like, "Well, it's Paranormal Blast. I already played it. I, I'm, I'm done." No. Don't don't dismiss it. I bet it's going to be uh, a lot more fun uh, than that was. So yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, just just by dint of of how many names are attached to this, when Paranormal Go came out, it was it was kind of in conjunction with it was offhandedly in conjunction with Sony and. Uh, by extension, Ghost Core, which really hadn't formed at it the time. It was pre-Ghost Core, yeah. 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 So it was kind of a, you know, Sony is very excited, and here's this team putting this thing out. Now the thing is coming out. It's like, well, here's these uh, decent, uh, decent, uh, you know, uh, again, I'm, we're not in Korea. So for all I know, they may be a major name in Korea, but here are these established mobile makers. Uh, here is Google's AR core in conjunction with Sony and ghost core. Like there is a full court press behind this product, which suggests to me that, you know, uh, th- there'll be no half-assing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so and, and and leading up to the anniversary, which we keep, we know is going to be a huge thing. So yeah. you know, this is probably just the start of of that uh, press. So and and when they put this much behind it, if they if they get a couple of ducks in a row properly out the gate, it then helps fund and facilitate expanding on the product over over time. So even if they don't have some of the stuff we speculated, that doesn't mean it can't go in later. So it, yeah. yeah. They can keep adding to it. So, I mean, again, we're excited. We're, uh, we'll yeah. keep talking about it until the cows come home, but uh, we, we'll no. get more information. We'll come back to you guys. We'll uh, let you chime in. Are you excited about Ghostbusters World? Please hit up the voicemail. Let us know, and uh, we'll, we'll get you that information as soon as we have more. But until next week when we will talk about whatever happens tomorrow, probably, that's usually how things go. We'll record this, and then tomorrow something awesome will happen. <laughs> We'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. 
sufficient cure. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.